Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior Podcast Edition. As always, prayers go out to all the people affected by the war with Russia and the Ukraine. Happy 59th birthday to the one and only Johnny Depp. I'll be talking about one of his famous films later on. No, not Edward Scissorhands, Sleepy Hollow, or Betty and June. He shares his birthday with Barbara Montan, Donald Duck, Michael J. Fox, Natalie Portman, Mae Whitman, among many others. 2006's Cars, 2011's Super 8, 2020's Think Like a Dog, 2000's Gone at 67, 60 Seconds, 2017's It Comes at Night and the Beyond Awful female-led reboot of The Mummy, which nobody speaks of, ugh, all debuted today on their respective years. Get ready, Transformers fans, because in one year from today, Transformers Rise of the Beast arrives in theaters. Yesterday was Larry Dilge, Kanye West, the late Joan Rivers, Ida Bailey's, Jerry Stiller's, and birthdays. Now, I made a mistake. I incorrectly stated on the June 6th news and flashback fun that Larry Dilge and Ida's birthdays were June 7th. Oops, sorry. It was also David Yates and Joan Burlington Yates and Chris Pratt and Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt's wedding anniversaries. Now, believe it or not, June 10th marks 100 years since the amazing Judy Garland was born. Garland was in was the star of films like Wizard of Oz and Meet Me in St. Louis and the 1954 Star is Born, and she's the mother of Liza Minnelli. She was played to perfection by Renee Zellweger in 2019's Judy, but sadly passed away of a 1969 drug overdose at just age 47. She shares her birthday with... Sasha Obama, and the late Prince Philip. Films having debut anniversaries on June 10th include 2005's The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, 1994 Speed, the 1990 Bob Marley songs Redemption Song and Can You Be Love, and the 2016 Voltron Legendary Defender Netflix show. Now, while the Special Olympic National Games began in Florida a few days ago, good luck to all the teams participating. Go Team Massachusetts and go Kristen Parrish. Saturday is a huge one. For, it's a huge day for Special Olympics as well. It's the Summer Games for Special Olympics of Massachusetts. I want to wish all the athletes and teams competing, including Cape Cod Wave. <laughs> The live teams and my own team, Mid-Cape Sports, the very best of luck in the games. Speaking of Mid-Cape Sports, congrats are in order for Mid-Cape Sports' John Lope's son, Tucker, who recently graduated high school. I would like to send out a congratulatory shout-out to Rita McNamara-Kasky's son, Drew, and his wife, Gianna, for their wedding on Saturday. June 11th also happens to be the birthdays of Scott Carroll, new dad Shia LaBeouf, football player Joe Montana, and Peter Dinklage, plus the debuts of 2010's Karate Kid remake 
in Winter's Bone, which was Jennifer Lawrence's film debut, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which I talked about last month, and 2004's Napoleon Dynamite and Garfield. I would like to give an early birthday shout-out to my friend, Kristen Phillips of Millis, Massachusetts. Her birthday happens to be this Monday, June 13th. Miss you lots, Kristen. Happy birthday. She shares her birthday with Gail Diaz, Kelly Finn, Chris Evans, Tim Allen, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, and Stellan Sarsgaard. The 1997 Disney animated Hercules, as well as the 2014 live-action Hercules with Dwayne Johnson, 1962's Lolita, 2008's The Incredible Hulk, and 2014's How to Train a Dragon and 22 Jump Street all debuted on that day in their respective years. Tom Cruise's blockbuster Top Gun Maverick soared higher than expected in its second weekend. The Paramount movie collected $90 million over the weekend, above Sunday's estimate of $86 million. Thanks to positive word of mouth, premium screens, and rapturous reviews, ticket sales dropped just 29%, the lowest percentage in history for a movie that debuted to over $100 million. Remember, it bowed to a jaw-dropping $160 million over the long Memorial Day holiday. The scant second weekend drop is impressive because big-budgeted blockbusters, even highly received ones, tend to fall by at least half after getting huge openings. For example, recent tentpole Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness both declined 67% in their second week where Robert Pattinson's Batman fell 50%. After just 10 days in theaters, the Top Gun sequel has made $295 million here domestically, overtaking 2005's War of the Worlds to become, which made $243 million, to become Cruz's highest grossing movie in North America. Pandemic or no pandemic, it's an enormous result, and ticket sales will certainly keep growing for a film that doesn't involve costume heroes, fantastic spells, or other worldly creatures. Overseas, the Top Gun sequel soared to $231 million, taking its global total past the $550 million mark. Even by pre-COVID standards, Maverick is putting box office estimates to shame with this high turnout. At this rate, it looks like it'll become Cruz's biggest movie at the global box office. 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout, which collected $791 million worldwide, currently happens to be his highest-grossing blockbuster of all time. Now, the only fallout there for Cruz's high-flying ace was the overseas debut of Universal Amblin Entertainment's Jurassic World Dominion, which thrashed its tail in 15 early international markets. The, dyn- the bow for the Colin Trevorrow Helm Threequel exceeded an estimated 55.5 million dino eggs. 
In another milestone, Disney and Marvel's runner-up, Doctor Strange, passed the $900 million mark globally, conjuring an estimated $909.4 million worldwide magic spells through Sunday. Of that, $520.7 million came from the overseas box office, and $388.8 million came from the States. Even more impressive is that the Sam Raimi directed sequel reached that mark in five weekends and without e- releasing in either Russia or China. Universal DreamWorks Animation's The Bad Guys just continues to delight in third place for an offshore tally of $131 million and a global tally of $218.3 million. According to IMDb.com, the cast got to choose their own call signs, according to Miles Tellers. He chose Rooster because it was in the same family as Goose. Speaking of heroes, the official first trailer for Black Adam dropped yesterday, and Thor Love and Thunder opens in exactly a month from today. Exciting news, Ghostbusters fans. Yesterday was Ghostbusters Day, and big news was announced by Variety.com. Hours after the site revealed that a new Ghostbusters animated series is in development with executive producer in development, which would make it the third animated Ghostbusters series. It stated, the franchise is in development on an animated film, and the sequel to Afterlife is returning to the original film's homes of New York City. Several announcements were delivered by Sony Pictures and Ghost Corps' Jason Reitman and Gail Keenan as part of Ghostbusters Day. The annual celebration of the first Ghostbusters film's release on June 8, 1984. The new film is being based on Ghostbusters IP and being developed by Jason Reitman and Keenan along with Sony Pictures Animation. During the presentation, Jason Reitman and Keenan also confirmed that the sequel to 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife will return to New York City in the iconic firehouse setting of the original films. Other news include the unveiling of Ivan Reitman Way on the Sony Pictures lot in Culver City, a virtual reality training simulator called Ghostbusters VR Academy, and a Ghostbusters comic series by Dark Horse that will bridge the gap between Afterlife and the upcoming sequel. Hasbro also revealed two Ivan Reitman figurines, one given to Ghost Corps to be displayed and the other donated to the Children's Hospital Los Angeles to be auctioned off at a charity event. Sorry, Scream fans. Sydney Prescott won't be back for Scream 6. Eonline.com announced June 7th, Nev Campbell recently has released a statement announcing that she will not be returning for the second, for the horror film six installment. Seemingly referencing a salary dispute as the reason for her departure. Sadly, I won't be making the next screen film. She shared in a statement issued to E! News on June 6th. As a woman, 
I've had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to screen. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have been brought I have brought to the franchise. Well, Nev, 48, added that it's been a very difficult decision to move on from Scream. She sends all her love to the movie's fans, sharing that they've always been so incredibly supportive to me. I'm forever grateful to you and to what this franchise has given me over the past 25 years. Scream 6 is slated to be released March 31st, 2023. On the topic of horror, the final trailer for Jordan Peele's latest horror offering, The Mysterious Nope, dropped today. It opens July 22nd, and we got a teaser trailer look at Tim Burton's comedy horror series, Netflix Adam's Family series, Wednesday, which dropped Monday. Polygon.com reported... Tuesday, The Clown Prince of Crime is coming back for another solo movie. Joker writer and director Todd Phillips posted a photo on Instagram of a script cover confirming that he's working on Joker 2. Or as the script calls it, Joker, Fiole Adieu. Along with Phillips' script photo, he also included a picture of the Joker himself, Joaquin Phoenix, reading the script. This seemingly confirms that Phoenix will be back to reprise his role in the sequel to the 2019 film. Also returning for the sequel is Phillips' co-writer Scott Silver, whose credit appears on the script for the sequel. I'm sorry, Ted Lasso fans. I'm afraid the end is coming. Today.com stated June 7th, in a recent interview, Ted Lasso actor and writer Brett Goldstein said the show will end production after the next season, sticking with its original plan for the series. The third season is currently in production and will stream later this year. However, Lasso star Juno Temple already has her next gig line, her TV, next TV gig ready. On June 6th, one day before Ted Lasso announced to be ending, TheHollyReporter.com announced she, John Hamm, and Jason Jennifer Jason Leigh have joined the series of FX's anthology series, Fargo, inspired by the 1996 Coen Brothers movie, The Same Name. The website said, per usual with the show from creator Noah Hawley, decals are scant at the moment. In fact, all all FX released Monday were character names, Dodd for Temple, Roy for Ham, and Lorraine for Leigh. FX picked up the fifth series of Fargo in February, more than a year after the Clarice Rock-led fourth season concluded. Season 5 will be set in 2019. In keeping with the show's pattern of alternating seasons set in the recent past, with ones taking place earlier in time, season 4 was set in the 1950s. Amazon Prime is getting ready to play ball. Variety.com revealed yesterday the League of, uh, the, a League of Their Own Amazon series based on Penny Marshall's popular 1992 comedy film will premiere August 12th. Amazon t- announced the news via First Look teaser set to the classic Stevie Nicks song, Edge of Seventeen. Both the show and film versions of A League of Their Own take place in 1943 the year the All-American Girls 
Professional Baseball League was formed. The Women's League, a first of its kind in the sport, was created to keep baseball in the public conscious after World War II saw the majority of male players drafted, essentially shutting down Major League Baseball. <gasps> the show focuses on a different team than the one featured in the movie, in a completely separate storyline. Abby Jacobson, who created the series with Will Graham, leads the cast as Carson Shaw, while Shante Adams, D.R.C. Camden, Roberto Colandres, Jabimosa Ikemulo, Kelly McCormick, and Priscilla Delgado play her teammates. Nick Offerman also stars as the team manager, a role played by Tom Hanks in the original film, while recurring cast members include Seda Arika Ekulona, Kate Berland, Kendall Johnson, Alex Dessert, Aaron Jennings, Molly Ephraim, Melanie Field, and Dave Dickey. Rosie O'Donnell, who played one of the Rockford Peaches in the original League of Their Own, is also slated to guest star during the first season. Make way for the epic conclusion of the Jurassic era, Friday, June 10, 2022, with a sci-fi action film, Jurassic World Dominion, starring Chris Pratt, Laura Dern, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jeff Goldblum, Justice Smith, Sam Neill, B.D. Wong, Daniela Panetta, and Omar Sy. After a year-long COVID-19 delay, the epic ending to Jurassic World is here. It's set four years after Central America's Isla Nublar was destroyed and Dino Wrangler Owen and his corporate girlfriend Claire reluctantly saw a reluctantly set a large batch of dinosaurs free into the California wilderness. The couple and their adopted daughter Maisie have left their memories of the ruined park behind and raised Maisie in an isolated forest home. However, their world turns upside down when Owen rescues the baby of blue, the only surviving one of his beloved raptors from poachers. Since that event four years ago, humanity has had to readjust to dinosaurs sharing the planet with them quickly. This delicate balance will reshape the future and determine whether human beings are to remain the top predators in a world they now share with history's most fearsome creatures, or if they will become extinct. According to IMDb.com, writer-director Colin Trevorrow was asked the question, will Rexy slash Roberta die in this film? And his answer was verbatim. No, she won't, Trevorrow said. The director and co-writer has gone on record state claiming there will not there won't be a Jurassic World, a Jurassic movie without the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, and he considers Rexy slash Roberta the Tyrannosaurus Rex of the franchise. Killing her off would go against this, and Universal is not willing to risk such backlash again. Did you know that Jeff Goldblum, Chris Pratt, and Sam Neill have roles in both this film and Thor Love and Thunder? which, as I said earlier, opens in exactly a month, on July 9th. This will open up on June 10th, 2022, 
just one day before the date when Jurassic Park debuted on July on June eleventh, nineteen ninety-three, and just two days before the date when Jurassic World was opening on June twelfth, twenty fifteen. Speaking of Jurassic Park, with its twenty-ninth anniversary in just two days, it seems right. Only right to take a look back at the groundbreaking Steven Spielberg action art. The film, based on the Michael Crinchton's 1990 book of the same name, stars the towns of Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Samuel Jackson, Richard Attenborough, Jeff Goldblum, Bob Peck, Martin Ferrero, V.D. Wong, and Wayne Knight. It doesn't really need much of a recap, but for a few words, cloned dinosaurs, isolated island, I mean, remote island, sabotage, one angry T-Rex, hell breaking loose. Originally, it hatched over 912 million dino eggs worldwide, becoming the then highest grossing film ever. Holding the record until 1997 when Titanic sunk it. According to its Wikipedia page, following its 3D re-release in 2013 to celebrate its 20th anniversary, Jurassic Park became the 17th and oldest film in history to surpass the $1 billion mark in ticket sales. The film won more than 20 awards including three Academy Awards for its technical achievements in visual effects and sound design. Jurassic Park is considered a landmark in the development of computer-generated imagery and animatronic visual effects. Its five sequels are 1997's The Lost World Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 3 in 2001, Jurassic World in 2015, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in 2018, and, of course, Jurassic World Dominion. Did you know that the movie and book generated so much interest in dinosaurs that the study of paleontology has had a record increase in studios? And the adult velociraptors, also called, often called the most memorable dinosaur in the film, don't even make an on-screen appearance until over one hour and 43 minutes into the film, apart from some very brief glimpses in the opening scene. Yo ho, yo ho, and a bottle of birthday rum. Today is the 59th birthday of the man who brought Ed Wood, Ichabod Crane, the Mad Hatter, Colette Grindelwald, and many others to life on the big screen. Johnny Depp. As such, Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis has requested that I talk about a certain 2003 film of films. Now, if you excuse me for the rubbish pirate voice, Avast! In 2003, Walt Disney had lots of films open, like Holes, The Haunted Mansion, and the Lizzie McGuire movie. But only one was based on an infamous Disneyland park ride. The July 9th, 2023 film starred Depp, Kira Knightley, Jeffrey Rush, and Orlando Bloom, and introduced the world to Goldtooth, charismatic, rum-loving, rogue pirate named Captain Sparrow. There should be a captain in there somewhere. Named Jack Sparrow. There should be a captain in there somewhere.
excuse me, Captain Jack Sparrow. Avast me hearties, I be talking about the one and only Pirates of the Caribbean, the curse, the curse of the Black Pearl, which does not even need to be a recapped. <clears throat> Sorry, party voice got stuck in me or my throat. Sparrow, Captain Barboza, Will Turner, and the rest of the crew easily took over the box office port, stealing over seventy million in stolen treasure during their debut, and ending with six hundred fifty-three million in stolen booty. They got it. Got five Oscar nominations, including one for Depp. It became the first in franchise, followed by its direct sequels. Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, and a new series started in 2011 with Aunt's Ranger Tides and Dead Man Tell No Tales followed in 2018. Did you know Keira Knightley was only 18 years old when this film came out? And according to the DVD screenwriter's commentary, Will Turner is the best swordsman in the film. Barbosa and Commodore Norrington are evenly tied, and sorry to say this, folks, but Jack Sparrow is actually the worst swordsman in the entire film. And before Orlando Bloom was cast, Jude Law, Ewan McGregor, Christian Bale, Ben Payton, and Christopher Masson, and Toby Wire were all considered for the Turner part. Gremlins. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Last Ark, Independence Day, The Avengers, Spider-Man, Wally, the aforementioned Pirates of the Caribbean, and Jurassic Park. These are just a handful of summer blockbusters. The term tossed around like baseballs at a baseball game from early May to early September. But... That term didn't even, didn't even exist until 47 years ago when a Steven Spielberg directed thriller, which has been requested by Natalie Scarborough of Socorro, New Mexico for history, frightened moviegoers from going into the ocean waters when it swam to theaters in June 1975. The film shot mainly on Martha's Vineyard is considered one of the greatest films ever and was history's highest grossing film until the release of 1970, until 1977 Star Wars. It's legendary troubleshoot with problems like the constantly malfunctioning mechanical shark whom Spielberg named Bruce and also dubbed it the great white turd when he became quite irked it with it during with the troublesome animatronic to over budget nearly ruin the film. What's the name of this iconic film that began the era began summer blockbusters? Here's a clue. Dun 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 That's correct. The Grand Shark, or grandfather of all summer blockbusters, Jaws, starring Richard Dreyfuss, Murray Hamilton, Roy Schneider, and Robert Shaw, first chomped its way to theaters 47 years ago, June 20th. 
It would go on to make a worldwide 470.7 million victims. It won countless awards, including three Oscars for Best Film Editing, Best Original Dramatic Score, and Best Sound. It was also up for Best Picture, but lost to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It was followed by three sequels, none of which Spielberg participated in. And many imitation thrillers have attempted to mimic its plot in its wake. According to IMDb.com, Peter Benchley has mentioned that if he'd known about real shark behavior, he never, ever would have written the book. And according to writer Carl Gottlieb, the iconic line, you're going to need a bigger book, wasn't even in the script. Roy Schneider actually ad-libbed it. It was also the first time that Martha's Vineyard had been used as a location for a feature film. The average summer tourist population of the vineyard before three the film release was about 5,000 people. After it came out, the, vineyard, the population swelled to 15,000. And to this very day, the vineyard has never forgotten the shark that made the island popular. On to streaming. Now streaming on Netflix and playing in select theaters is the sports drama Hustle. Starring Adam Sandler, Robert Duvall, Queen Latifah, and Ben Foster. In the film, a, an aging, washed-up NBA basketball scout discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain. He sees the players his chance to get back into the NBA. In January, the comedy world and the world was heartbroken with Bob Saget's past, unexpected passing. While the entertainment world knew him best as clean-cut dad, Danny Tanner from Full House, he was also a very raunchy comedy legend. In February, his family and friends came together at West Hollywood's comedy store to share memories, pay tribute, and celebrate his life in a touching roast-like comedy tribute, which was taped and sent to Netflix. Now everyday people can watch the special called Dirty Daddy, the Bob Saget tribute, starting tomorrow, Friday, June 10th, 2022. Just a few of the people in the heartfelt special include Saget's former Full House co-stars John Stamos, David Collier, and Cameron's Cameron Brewer, along with Tim Allen, Michael Keaton, Dave Chappelle, Darren Chris, Chris Rock, and Jim Carrey. Now streaming on Disney Plus is the first episode of the TV miniseries Miss Marvel, based on the Marvel Comics character Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel. It stars Iman Vanali, Yasmin Fletcher, Zenobia Sharaf, and Mohan Kapoor, and sets up 2023's The Marvels. Aspiring artist Kamala Khanis is a superhero fan with a large imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. 
She feels like she doesn't fit in at school and even at home sometimes. However, that changes when she gets superheroes. She gets superhero powers like the heroes when, that she's always looked up to. Attention Muppet fans. Deadline.com reported a few hours ago the Muppets are set to, make it, to be making a return to the small screen with the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Muppets Mayhem. With that series having added cast members Sarah Chaudhry and Anders Holm. This marks the first new Muppet TV show since 2020's Muppets Now, with the characters previously starring in their own ABC series, The Muppets, which launched on ABC back in 2015. As far as big screen adventures for the characters, audiences earned The Muppets in 2011 and Muppets Most Wanted in 2014. Additionally, last year saw the debut of the all-new Disney Plus special, Muppets Haunted Mansion. The Muppets Mayhem does not yet have a release date. The comedy follows the Electric Mayhem Band, Dr. Teeth on vocals and keyboards, Animals on Drum, Floyd Pepper on vocals and bass, Janice on vocals and lead guitar, Zoot on saxophone and Lips on trumpet, an epic music-filled journey to record their first-ever studio album. With the help of a driven young music executive, Nora Gibbs, Lily Singh, the old-school Muppet band comes face-to-face with the current-day music scene as they try to finally go platinum. Now, finally, now on on DVD is director Robert Eggers' dramatic action-adventure, The Northman, starring Alexander Sarsgaard, Jork, Anna Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, and Willem Dafoe. Young Viking prince Almeth, the son of King Arvandil Warraven, is on the edge of manhood when his father is brutally killed by his power-hungry uncle, who kidnaps his mother. Terrified, he flees his homeland, but not before vowing to kill his uncle, save his mother, and avenge his dad. Two decades later, he's now a Viking who raids Slavic villages. He soon meets a seeress who reminds him of his vow with a mind-burning hate, and revenge, he returns to his homeland, the cold, windswept Iceland, to complete his task. Get, save, avenge a father, save his mother, and his kingdom. And like a war dog picking up the enemy's scent, Almeth embarks on a murderous twerk to find his hateful uncle whose life is forever woven together with his by the threats of fate. According to IMDb.com, Alexander Sarsgaard's brother Bill Sarsgaard was first cast as Thorir, but he dropped out after the delay of filming after Filming got delayed due to COVID-19, due to schedule. After filming was delayed due to COVID-19, due to schedule conflict.
And filming was actually supposed to start in March 2022, in March 2020. But due to the COVID-19 pandemic, it was postponed by several months. Before, but before the production shut down, the actors were already present on set and rehearsing. This little setback did have some advantages. The delay allowed the Viking beards of several actors to grow out even longer and the pre-constructed sets to weather in real time. That's all for this week, folks. Join me next week as the origin story of the astronaut behind Toy Story's Buzz Lightyear launches to theaters. Jared Leto's Morbius sinks its vampire fangs into DVD. And like, zoinks! 20 years ago, those meddling kids and their uh, brave... Great Dane went from the small screen to the big screen. Hooray! Wrong! Wrong! Uh, yes, Goop. I mean you. Oh, we're okay. So until we meet again, my minions, as always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye-bye.